Good afternoon, and peace be with you. I have one bit of housekeeping to do before we get started. Uh, That first is, is that our opening song is The Church's One Foundation, and it is found on page 369 in the Green Lutheran Hymn Book in front of you in the pews. And the other thing that I better not forget, because I was told explicitly to do it, that if you've not signed the registry, please do so upon exiting the building uh, so that we know who is here and, and, uh, and so that we can uh, give you a call once in a while. Okay? All right. Well, it's my great pleasure to um, reintroduce Vlad, and it's nice to have you back, my friend. And so, <laughs> Vlad is is going to lead us in the in our worship song.
We come together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Sixty years of blessing. It is a special event in which we give thanks and praise to God our Father. Is it okay to boast? (laughs) It is. It is. In fact, in Scripture, it uh, talks about this and the circumstances. In Jeremiah 9, verses 23 and 24, it is written, This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. Is it okay to boast? It is. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 31, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Now, where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs, and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ and him crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and a folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, And the weakness of God is stronger than men. Now, for consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were noble of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in this world to shame the wise. And God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. And God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one 
who boasts, boast in the Lord. Amen? We do gather here today in celebration of God's abundant grace and mercy upon our congregation on the 60th anniversary of our historic charter dated November 6, 1961. And today, we recall the many blessings that this church has experienced, as well as the blessing that this place has been to many by God's grace. And each week, we gather in the Lord's presence at his invitation and in the company of the whole church in heaven and on earth. And God speaks to us as, we, as he freely bestows his precious gifts. And in response, we repent of our sins and we offer up to him our sacrifice of praise and of thanksgiving. And to this, we say, amen. Now he recalls his promises and he leads his people forth in joy and thanksgiving. Alleluia. And his promises, his promises are that the gates of hell shall not prevail against his people. He promises that no effort on Satan's part would undermine God's promise to redeem the world in the promised Savior. And thus, in keeping his promise, Pharaoh's threat was drowned in the Red Sea. And King Sihon and Og, they were destroyed, utterly destroyed. And for we know that even world powers, such as Babylon, Greece, and Rome, they suffered defeat, while God faithfully upheld his people and the promise of the gospel. And we have, we have been blessed in order to be a blessing to others. And God knows the fruit that has been born through Reformation Lutheran Church in Westminster, California. And that is true even when others or we ourselves cannot see his will at work. He will bless who he chooses to bless. Scripture reveals to us this that those who befriended his people, such as midwives in Egypt or Rahab the harlot, were blessed. In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And not merely a promise of temporal blessings, but the promise of the gospel that in Christ Jesus you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The people of all nations and times will have the eternal blessing of God's forgiveness. And there is no greater blessing than that in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. Now back to the future. It is right for us to remember the past on this day. And it is also right and salutary that we 
look expectantly, that we beseech our Heavenly Father to guide us and inspire us by the Holy Spirit to move beyond these walls. We ask for guidance and eyes to see and ears to hear and spirit-led hearts that move us towards where the Lord has prepared the way in order for his church to exist, to be a blessing to others. This is what we ask today. This is what we ask every day when we pray. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen and amen in the name of Jesus. At this time, I would like to call up Randy, our council president, and uh, he's got uh, something special, something as special. I'm sorry? It had to be special? Well, it's just because you're here, it's special. Good afternoon, everybody. <clears throat> Thank you for coming. This turned out to be a great celebration. And so I don't forget, um, I'd like to have everybody that was on the committee to please stand up that was here to bring all this to life. And from my heart, thank you very much. I'm glad it's over because my wife was, was on the committee and <clears throat> I always had to live through it twice. So, but to bore everybody, I was soon to be a nine-year-old little kid in, in Ohio when they broke ground on this church. And you start thinking about that, that someone from Ohio ends up in California and ends up in this church and how much this church has really improved my life with every and I'm not going to bore you with with how I ended up coming here but um, you have to really think you know that, that's something that began in 1961 and you start thinking, how many other people has it affected that much that if this church had never been built, what, where those lives would be now, would be, they'd be as great for them being part of this church. So, yeah, you just, you never know. It just, I, I hope you think about that a little bit. So, I promised myself I wasn't going to talk as long as pastor, and I will bring this up. <clears throat> so what I would like to do now is uh, to introduce the Grassy family, because... Nope. Nope, that's, that's all been cut off. So, hey, you have to talk to Susan. So, anyway... <laughs> Right. Because they have been members the longest. So, 
They're going to come up and speak a little bit. Well, anyway, Am I this is Lou Ann Grassley. She has been a member of the church the longest. Are you going to bring your, huh? is your brother here? No, my brother, they're going to be here, but. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll, uh, it, it's add Lou. all yours, you can add Lou. I'll add Lou. First off, thank you and welcome everybody. Can you hear me? Because I'm bad with microphones because I have such a big mouth. But, no. Um, I, want to, I just want to thank you guys. I'm, yes, I have been a member of, of Reformation Lutheran Church since 1964. And uh, at that time, my parents, we moved right across Magnolia and lived on Emerald, the fourth house from the corner. And it was a matter of my mother saying, oh, we're going to go to that church when it gets built. And it was built, and she had our membership transferred from San Pedro, where we, came, where we originally came from. And it was the start of 57 years here. And trying to break it down is really hard. I'm not gonna, we'd need an intermission and a potty break if I really did everything. You know, I mean, I could tell you a whole bunch. But I'll try and narrow some of the stuff down and share a few fond memories. One thing, my family history, we have four confirmations. My brother will be here later. He was part of the first confirmation class, two people. There was two people. My, uh, my uh, younger sister, who we all know she passed away, but her class was 16, so how, it, how we progressed was phenomenal. Um, we have three weddings. Everything goes in threes now. We have three baptisms in our family, and we have three funerals. So this is my home. This is where I've been. This is where I've gone. And this is, there's no other place for me. Um, I can tell you about the pastors, but I'm not going to. I can name them. You know, Pastor Gwen, Pastor Munson, Pastor Yeager, Mortfit, Bullock, Lackey, Berg, some of the interims, and I for, please forgive me with all my heart if I forget somebody that you guys know. Um, Pastor Sheldon, Pastor Ol Carl Olson, Chaplain Long, who was very special to a lot of us. And then the numerous pulpit supplies that we got from like Grace Lutheran and other areas. They were all very phenomenal. And uh, I will never forget them. You know, they're always in our hearts. There's different families that I try to stay in contact. You know, I'm so blessed to see Nikki and Mark Lennon here. They're from the past. Uh, the Buellers, the Nelsons, the Harringtons, uh, the Petersons, our friend Wendy and Nancy, the, um, the Coons, and our, and our beloved Sam Giese, who we all, we all kind of remember. He was just a man of, of my teens, my adolescence. His children were, were uh, my age, so they spent a lot of time with us. And I just, these people just helped me to become the person I am today. And uh, hopefully it's not too bad. But now I'll share a few memories. Um, whether you know it or not, the central entryway where, where the offices are now, there was only, they were not, it was not enclosed. There was a, there, it was open. We could do skateboards, we can do all kinds of bike riding. But what we decided on Junior and Senior Luther League one, one night, um, for some reason, our director or our counselor was called into the pastor's office. So some of the guys decided they were going to do something funny. He drove a Volkswagen Beetle. And what they did was the sunroof was open. One of the guys went through the sunroof, and the others pushed. So we put it in gear. They put it in gear, and it, it will fit in the, the central area there. 
before the doors were put up. So that was kind of a fun thing we did. You know? Because uh, <laughs> um, something my dad shared. We had a, before, in the sanctuary, before we had all the carpet, the pews and everything, we had folding chairs. Every Sunday, every Saturday, people would, we'd have crews of families, we'd, we'd do a buffer, we'd wax it, it was great. But they got the call that some church up north was going to either, excuse me, they either rebuilt or something. And they had pews, carpet, and everything. So about three or four of the councilmen rented a truck, headed up north. Then we got the call, the truck broke down. So, so that became a very large ordeal for those men having to get another truck, reload, and put it all together. So that was, a, that was kind of fun. The other thing I really miss, and it's kind of fun, that, that what we're doing, we did today, kind of brings back the old Lutheran potlucks. You know, I think we had those probably every other month. It was, it was something you never forget. Um, ice cream socials. Some people don't, don't, kids don't remember those. You know, the old ice cream churn and the electric ones as they came around. But the one very, very special one that was kind of fun was the live nativity scene. And that was something the youth group and some adults, if we needed, if we needed an extra shepherd or if we need somebody, we put an adult in the bathrobe and have them out front. We'd be out front. We, we ended up bringing some, we did get some real hay and we had some, we had some fun, but you know, it got kind of boring for, boring for kids. So what we used to do is we would take the, uh, and when the lights changed and the traffic went down, we'd take the baby Jesus and we'd throw a football. And somebody would stand out by the curb and watch the lights. And when the lights change, bam, everybody back in place. <laughs> and we did, we did this a lot. But we always had fun. Um, Nancy, Wendy, and a lot of my, my mom, they always had hot chocolate and cookies for us on the breaks. And it was just really something very special in my heart that I will never forget. And I'm glad to share it with you guys. But the Luther Leagues and the people that really kept us going in that was Sam Giese and Pastor Gwen. Pastor Gwen was here for the period of my adolescence. And to, to those of you who do know him, he's 92 years old, living in Arizona, still playing golf. My, uh, my brother and my sister-in-law and I had the pleasure of going over and surprising him on his 90th birthday. Well, you don't really surprise a 90-year-old gentleman. <laughs> His, his daughter, Julie, if some of you, might, you might remember, he had two children. Um, Julie has told him there were other surprises. So when we walked in, his wife stood there going, you know, she was like, they were, they were just in awe of us being there, and we had some great quality time with him. So it was really great. And then burning the first mortgage. My younger sister and I had the pleasure of doing that. What, it was such an honor. You know, she didn't like holding fire, so I had the, I had the match, she had the paper and we burnt the first mortgage, and that was very special for us. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, there's two things that bring me to this, brought me to this church, and really three, and is the Lord. The Lord brings us here every day to coming, coming together to, to where I see these people every Sunday when I can. So I have, you know, people know I have two jobs. I watch it on, on thank you, David, I love that. I watch it on Facebook, and, but when I'm here, I just love seeing everybody's smiling faces and just the hugs and the, just the smiles that I know from all these, all these great people. So when it comes to it, this is my home. This is where I'm at.
And also, that's what two people tell me to be, the Lord and my mom. This is where mom wanted us. And every Sunday when I sit here, with the, these uh, candles here, those are my mom's memorial gifts. She was a member of the Altar Guild for 15, 20 years. So thanks to mama, the good Lord and mama. All right, I'm done. Now, I'm sorry, I get loud. Now it's my pleasure, because I think this is such a phenomenal presentation, uh, Karen put together a slideshow for us. And we want everybody to enjoy it. Is that? I just want to say a couple words before we started this. I just, um, I felt privileged and honored to go through the archives and be able to understand what happened during the birth of this church. As many of you know, I am a newcomer. I have only been here a very small history of this community in Christ. Many people, past and present, have lovingly embraced the true meaning of church and community. We are truly a community in Christ. The future is of extreme importance. Our goals and principles have to continue beyond today and into the future. Let us share this goal. And as I'm, I'm going to just make one thing. Um, I know we don't take pictures anymore. We take them on cell phones. So if anybody has pictures, because I've gone through these archives, and those pictures are so precious that if you can save them and send them to the church, we'd re really greatly appreciate it. And please feel free to come up after the service and look and remember all that you have shared at this church. Love and light to all. And we're going to start the slideshow. this church and the growth of this church. This is pictures of the charter members and the first service May 7th in 1961. This is the groundbreaking for the new church here after when they started building the church after they had services in the American Legion Hall. the two of our pastors when they first put up the first sign. This is a picture of the, the first church where we have the hall right now. And here are the pews that Luann was talking about with the folding chairs. And this is part of uh, first confirmation. 
uh, one of the first confirmations. This is in 1964. And these, what we've done is actually put, this is the second pastor of Reformation, this is Pastor Mortbent. And this is Pastor Mortbent and Chaplain Sterling. Huh? Do you want to do this? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Um, we just put in the population's growth over in Westminster over the years. We had a parking lot repaved in 1982. Roofing completed in 1983. And a cross raising in 1981. This is 1986 to 1990, which was the 25th anniversary, which was a long three-day event. And uh, this is Pastor Mortavent, who was the pastor at that time. And this was, I think, the, the anniversary. I don't know who these people were. Thank you. <laughs> Pastor Yeager resigned in uh, March 25th of 1993. And then the Pastor Jim Bullock came in 1994. And these are all the things that happened during the time when this church was in transformation and the population of Westminster rose to 78,000. Over here. Oh. Come here. In 1901, 2001 to 2005, Pastor Rice started. And this was the, the pastor just previous before Pastor Ken. And this was Pastor Rev, uh, Russ and Reverend Berg. I think I have Pastor Mel up there too. 2006 to 2010, we were just keep we just kept growing, and Pastor Tran brought the Vietnamese congregation to this church, and then we started building a new building which we we're in today, and it was completed in 2010, and we installed Pastor Tran 12 9 2010 in this church. And then from 2011 to 2015, uh, we did leave the uh, ELCA for the NA NALC at that point in time. And it was a 50th anniversary. And that's Pastor Russ. Uh, Perio had their ordination here in uh, 1712. And that's Pastor Russ and Pastor Mel, I think. No. Uh, and that's P Pastor Steve Gilbertson and Pastor 
Gilbertson is walking with Pastor John. Uh, Pastor Ian Wolf was, uh, came to our church 2-28-2014. And Pastor Frank Ramsky, he was ordin uh, ordained here in 2012. We had the new dedication of the new sanctuary, 9-12-11. And we had folding chairs at that time. Uh, 2016 to 2021, uh, Pastor Ken Whitney was installed on the 9-11-2016, and here he is today. And we thank him for all he has done. We're going to keep this slideshow going through, through, you know, and people can come in and out and look at it at will. And this is a special thanks to a very special person. I think I've got... Um, he, okay. I think last night when I was doing it, I did a couple things wrong. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Next time, give me, a, give me more time, Okay. <laughs> It is on. So. At this point, I would like to invite uh, Ken Keene to come up and uh, read a letter from uh, Pastor Russ. Good afternoon. I know many of you remember uh, Pastor Russ. And before I read his letter, I would tell you that in 2002, Carol and I and our son Matthew came here, having left another congregation that we felt was not um, sticking with law and gospel. And we were invited here by a friend. We came in. Pastor Russ was about, I don't know, 27 years old, going on 16. He was, he's, uh, he was very young. And... Um, Jackie Zugates welcomed us, and Jane Longino. So uh, we sat in a pew and we listened to Pastor Russ, and he preached pure law and gospel. Nothing added, nothing subtracted, and that was it, and we knew we were home. And we haven't left since. And we have had a succession of pastors that also teach and preach law and gospel. When you hear the truth, it sets you free. And we hear the truth in this church. So this is from Pastor Russ. He could not be here, um, but he did send this letter. And I'll read it. Dear friends, I wish I could have been with you for the 60th anniversary. For the 40th anniversary, I had only been Reformation's pastor for 12 weeks. After the 50th anniversary, anniversary, I remained its pastor for 12 weeks. The symbolism is not lost on me. Thinking about my time at Reformation brings happy memories. 
I think back to my interview with John Tiernan, Nancy, Molly, Sam, Jackie, and John Ekstrom. The only question they asked me in the interview was if I believed in the physical resurrection of Jesus. I said, yes. They said, you're hired. <laughs> my sole question to them was, why do you want to keep the church open? And as an aside, there were only about 20 to 25 people in the congregation at the time. They said, because God has planted us in this neighborhood and we want to share the gospel with it. I loved that passion and felt blessed to join them in their mission. Of the many fond memories I have, here are just a few. Praying with Jackie, my first pastoral visit with Jack Longineau, my first baptism being Sarah Levine, moving a piano into the church with the Fredericksons, talking finances with Phil Kerner. I officiated Pop Grassy's funeral while having Bell's palsy. Aloha's from the Volgogasangs, eating pula bread with Salme Imperio. Shenanigans with Jenny Brockman, the wonderful young men who came to church, Vlad, Matt Keen, Matt McCain, Gabe, Brian, Tim Lau, and many others. Meeting the Becks at the Blue and Gold Scouting event, starting a Vietnamese school with Steve Bird, hearing Priscilla's amazing choir, being shown a whale's bone by Ken Baden, and being neighbors with John and Leona Skonsing. Other memories include dental visits with Ken Yabuki, long talks with Rick Ritchie, Marv Combs' ordination, and Patty Peterson's wonderful heart. The baptisms of all three of my daughters in the old sanctuary were especially meaningful. Those years blessed my entire family. One person I need to mention, old Sam Giese. Sam was the first person to meet me at the church, and until his death, I spoke to him almost every day. I remember trying to change the service order and Sam persuading me not to. Sam had a tremendous worry about him. Sam convinced me to join the LBI board. Sam graciously took me to USC versus UCLA games. Most of those years, USC won, which made Sam happier than a lark. Sam told the best stories, and even if you heard them, you didn't mind hearing them again. Sam was a true churchman who rolled up his sleeves to build up the congregation. He was a man of deep faith who knew what he believed and wanted others to know as well. No matter how hard things might have been, Sam always brought calm. His funeral was one of the hardest moments of my ministry, and I still have a picture of him in my office to this day. The Lord broke the mold after making Sam Giese, and Reformation would not be the special place it is without his influence. I miss him very much. I am thankful that Reformation's anniversary falls so near to All Saints Sunday as many saints who are now with the Lord have been part of the congregation. I take solace knowing that Christians never say goodbye but always say, see you later. 
May God bless the next 10 years of Reformation. With love, Pastor Russ. At this point, we have a live mic, so we're asking if anybody else has anything to uh, say about the church or their memories. You know, you're more than welcome. Just raise your hand and we'll bring the uh, mic to you. <laughs> well, my son's gone here longer than I have. We came here in uh, 1973, um, have a little joke. We were looking for a church, so I walked up to a guy cutting the grass, and I asked, could I meet the pastor? And he stopped the lawnmower and he said, hi, I'm Pastor Gwynn. <laughs> and that's the kind of individual that got us coming to this church. I want to talk a little bit. How long will you give me? 15, 20 seconds? I want to talk a little bit about I want to talk about a little bit a little bit about our legacy and fingerprints. And they still can hear me? Is that better? I have hearing aids. <laughs> Anyway, I'll talk a little bit about God's legacy and our fingerprints here, because many have been left. Many friends, yes, have passed away since because uh, they're younger than I am. So, but it is a time that uh, I remember many things. Uh, my wife and I sang in the choir. Uh, Sam Gazy was my mentor. Uh, my children. We're confirmed here. I have a few that have been baptized here. I have great-grandchildren. But the biggest thing that I would like to tell you is the, the legacy that we were involved in bringing Langen men, which we were sponsoring, win from Vietnam, from Vietnam, well, Vietnam in a way. They stayed with us. Uh, Lang stayed with us for a few days. His wife-to-be went somewhere else. And eventually, uh, he got a job. Got, the church got him a home or an apartment and things like that. And then I just heard that we had a Vietnamese congregation, all of which talks about the fingerprints of God and how they work in here. And I can see it all over. So thanks be to God for this church and the fingerprints that he leaves in the lives of others and lives that are here now. Thank you. Hi, um, my name is Mark Lennon. This is my wife, Nikki. 
We were members of Reformation in the 1980s, uh, especially when Pastor Mortvet was here. Uh, we were a new young couple who moved to California from our first, my first, our first jobs really after college. Um, I, uh, I was the uh, store manager at the Fortress Church Supply Store uh, in Garden Grove, which is no longer there. Uh, but uh, the pastor, Mortvet, walked into the store, introduced him, uh, himself to me, invited us to go to church. We never went anywhere else. So, um, Reformation was very important for us as a young couple. We had no family, you know, for thousands of miles, and uh, the church became our family. And, um, and uh, Bob and Becky Mortvet were very important to us. Um, they, um, they did move, um, to Nebraska and now to Minnesota, and, um, and we actually had a chance to see them, uh, this year. We went to Minnesota for a couple family weddings, and we, um, got to have dinner with them and their daughter, Claire, who was a teenager when we were here, uh, before, and their, her husband. So, um, they're doing, they're doing well. Bob finally retired, <laughs> but they're doing well. Okay. Thank you. Well, that's something in itself. <laughs> well, my name is Daryl Beck, and uh, we've been a member here since 2001, the same year Pastor Russ got here, and uh, he was one of the big reasons we came. The other big reason is sitting right here, Larry Cantor and his wife Barbara, actually were the ones that sponsored Louie and I and the two kids here. and. Uh, and we've loved it ever since. I was able to be instrumental somewhat in the building of this new sanctuary, along with Pastor Russ. He, uh, he had this burning desire, and uh, we questioned him over and over, but uh, one year he finally came up and asked Louie if she'd uh, run down to Santa Ana City Hall and dig out the old papers. And it took a while, but then we got this thing going, and. I think we were kind of instrumental in helping Ken Whitney become a member here, and we've loved him ever since he got here. And uh, all of the people here, the Fredericksons, Liz, I see you here. It's, it's just, it's wonderful to see everybody here that we've been members uh, with for the last 20 years. Um, we see the new church over here and all their members, Pastor and his group, uh, Victory, and they're helping share in our celebration, and I want to thank them for showing up too. So uh, it's just great being here, and uh, and looking forward to a little bit of time with everybody. Thank you. And I am Louie Beck, and I want to tell you that the things, uh, my memories from this church that were the best was our youth group which was absolutely phenomenal with Jenny Brockman and all the kids that were here. And they lived here because um, 
the way our church was, we had this great um, youth group right by the fellowship hall. So all the kitchen and everything was there. And those kids just loved being in youth group and doing everything and talking to Jenny. And she would plan our summer um, visits away and we'd go to Grand Canyon and we'd be gone a week and she would always uh, have some sort of volunteer work that we'd have to do along the journey. But being with those kids, which Gabe has left and Vlad, Vlad, I don't know, but we had the times of our lives going everywhere and Pastor Lackey would be with us and he found out his wife was pregnant on one of those trips and he would rather have been home than with us, but it was the memories that have been made here and they're still being made here. And it was the cantors that brought us here from Boy Scouts said, you need to come check out this church. You got these kids now. So we're here and our kids of course left and went to Wyoming. So it's just us again. But, <laughs> but we, um, the, seeing the faces and then just knowing everything and the ties that we all have together and the memories that we've made, and we get to make more memories. But our youth group with Jenny Brockman and Pastor Lackey was phenomenal. And we just got to continue to pray that that gets to repeat somewhere down the road. save your necks so you don't got to turn around and look to the back but uh, what what a great a great day to celebrate 60 years of ministry it's quite quite a milestone I'm pastor Mitchell Peterson I'm I'm the pastor of your adopted church that you've taken in and we've tried to behave ourselves over these past several years um, sometimes we do good and sometimes well you know we're not that good but we but we love being here and we're so thankful that we can be a part of what you all have built over these years and to celebrate with you, to have a part in what's going on here on this campus is a special privilege. You've given us a home that we can come and to have church and to continue to see the kingdom of God expand throughout this community. And because of your invitation in adopting us, you have a part in many things that we've been able to do from this base in many parts of the world. So we're thankful for being a part of what's taking place here. And, and I'm, I don't even remember how long we've been here, but I'm sure you're probably wondering when are they going to leave, but no time soon. As long as you'll have us, we'll stay. But we're, we're thankful that you're our parents. Right? And so we're, we're trying to be, we're trying to do the best that we can do. And it was exciting when we first got here, um, we didn't know anybody. And so um, everybody I talked to was Ken. So whenever I needed anything, I just said, Ken! And I'd have five guys run, you know, it's like, but, uh, but I've, I've begun to identify who's who, and, 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 uh, but it's been a great, it's been a great partnership, and, and that's, what, that's what the gospel is. That's what the work of the ministry is. Paul was always thankful for loads that 
partnered with him in the gospel and the spread of the kingdom of God throughout that time in the world. And so we're thankful that we're able to partner with you in the spread of the gospel and the building of the kingdom of God. So we celebrate with you today. We congratulate you on, on a tremendous work that has been built. And we know that it's just the beginning of what God is going to continue to do. And we share in this partnership, whether we stay or whether we go, we're partners with you in the future of what God is doing through this congregation and through this ministry. And we thank you very much. God bless you. Going once. Going twice. Going twice. Three times. Pastor, you want to close? Uh, <laughs> okay. I can take. <laughs> she can do it. Uh -huh. I think I think we kind of get an idea who's running this thing here, huh? But uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Is it okay to boast? You betcha. Our boast is in the Lord. Our boast is in what he has done, his blessings that he richly, lavishly, as a prodigal father, pours out with abandon upon all of us. And I am grateful to our sister church and looking at you and how uh, your lives are going to echo into eternity as you go out and you are the hands and feet of Jesus. You do come and meet people where they're at, people that have walked a path that you may be a little further ahead on to give them hope. And let me just tell you something about hope. Your group gives the folks here, the seasoned citizens, hope that it's not done. Certainly God's not dead. Amen? Amen. If anyone is in witness protection, just go like this. But my wife said I had to do this. And I've been married for almost 30 years, and I'd like to be married 30 more years. So smile. Smile. Uh, old man with a phone that is smarter than him. Yay. All right. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for, your, for our creation, for our preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but also in our lives by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all of our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit
be honor and glory throughout all of the ages. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, it wouldn't be a Lutheran gathering without the benediction. And for those of you that know me well, you know that I often still have to have it printed. It's only four sentences. But early on in my ministry, I vapor-locked in the middle of it, and I couldn't say it. So now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, everybody. We have delightful uh, meal prepared with loving hands. And one more time, I would like to point, I know she didn't like to be pointed at, but um, she laughed, Susan. But in all the ladies, everybody who made this thing possible, thank you. It does take many hands to make this happen. So if you see Susan, tell her thank you. Let us go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.